0: And we're back once again, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Solvable Mysteries podcast. My name is Juras, and as every week, I'm joined by Glenn Heikoff. Um Without any further ado, man, how are you feeling this weekend?
1: Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, getting in towards the summer. It's getting warmer and warmer outside. So, you know, I'm excited to see us get through spring and, you know, God willing, all of us stay healthy and, you know have a have a good rest of our year
0: exactly man. we wish everyone you know in the audience the health and the happiness uh in terms of you know moving into the summer times and things like that and today we're actually gonna be returning to a very interesting case that we've done way back uh well not necessarily way back we've done it on multiple uh occasions, I would say, but since the feedback was so crazy and literally we're getting messages regarding the Chris Kremers and Lesan Fruin's case. Literally every other day still. Um I thought it was only right for us to return to this case, but We will be returning in a different manner this week. This is not going to be a typical episode where, you know, we just talk about it, about the case and things like that, because for our, you know, longer time listeners, you already know that uh, we've talked about so many details, we've looked at the pictures, we've done pretty much everything there is to do at this point in terms of... You know, just talking about the case. But this week, we actually want to return uh, and react to maybe some of the comments left on our YouTube page and various other messages, uh, you know, that we received from our fans regarding this case. So, for just quickly before we uh, delve deeper into today's episode, I just want to give a little disclaimer for everyone who wants to maybe find out more about our own opinions regarding the Chris Kremers and Lisanne Froome's disappearance, you could definitely check out episode number 56 of the Solvable Mysteries podcast, as well as episode 70 and 71. Now, I have some interesting thoughts of like users on you know the youtube channel and things like that who left their uh interesting comments and we will be going through some of them later on the show hopefully if we have the time well ideally i would like to go through everything because there are definitely interesting ones uh, out there but i guess without you know stopping here for too long the initial thing that we should be doing in my opinion is giving a quick bre- like a quick little reintroduction into the case maybe mentioning a few points that we did got wrong in the previous three episodes which apparently i think we have at least on my end i definitely want to correct myself in in, in some areas so dude um you know before i jump into the i guess initial explanation of what happened and maybe correcting a few of the mistakes uh, regarding the case that I've you know uh, you know the mistakes that I've made on previous episodes Uh, anything you want to add before we start going deeper into this case
1: well I don't I don't uh, remember what mistakes you might have made because I know we've covered this case a few times but I'll remember, <laughs> I'll remember one of the most outraged comments was me forgetting that uh, I was like, I don't think they had boots. And then one of the commenters is like, they literally found her foot, her foot in a boot. So what are you talking about? So yeah. <laughs> I feel a little bit embarrassed about that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we, 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 we've spent several hours on this topic. We've gone through a lot of content. We've gone through a lot of theories. I've gone back and forth on this. Like, it's funny enough, I'm actually – probably going back towards some of my original conclusions in the case but you know it does seem like this case has just continual updates and maybe that's why it's so exciting i mean obviously everybody is really worried for both of them and wants to know what happened but it's one of those these cases that seems to hold up a lot of tension and to the point where I, i keep on seeing new new content not even from like big time youtubers but like fringe people that we're talking about, just crazy stuff that I'll talk about later. But yeah, it's it's a little bit fascinating how fascinating the case is to so many people across the world.
0: Exactly. So by the way, on the Visual Assets, we're um, watching a compilation of Juan's pictures. So I think everyone who knows uh, about this case in, in a more uh, in-depth manner, they already know who Juan is. And I think we will be leaving a link to this uh, Google Photos uh, album, and it's basically a compilation of the pictures that they took um you know during their trip, so a quick reintroduction into the case for the people who may have not heard about it and I'll try to keep it super brief so we could definitely jump to the theories and the interesting points uh, as soon as possible. So uh, a quick reintroduction Uh, Chris Kremers was the shorter woman she was uh, 21 years of age um, and Lisanne Froon was the taller one who was 22 years of age they were both two Dutch students and they disappeared on April 1st in 2014 while hiking in Panama now after an extensive search portions of their bodies were actually found months later after their initial disappearance and their cause of death could not be determined definitively even though a lost scenario was ruled by the authorities because let's remember the authority the authorities both uh, Panamanian and the Dutch concluded that you know this was some sort of an accident uh, and they ruled out any sort of foul play and stated that foul play is highly unlikely however you know through my research and i think the sentiment will be shared with a lot of the audience members i think a lot of us really do sort of not necessarily believe that maybe um something you know devious might have happened but for me personally i definitely think that this should have been looked into more in depth because you know there's a lot of things here to talk about and you know that's why foul play could not be entirely ruled out and the circumstances and aftermath of their disappearance has resulted in much speculation over the years you know it's been like eight years at this point since their disappearance well we know that they are dead because portions of their bodies have been recovered such as you know uh chris's pelvic bone which i don't think you can live you know without that and well only the only thing from lisanne that was found of any like significance or like a bigger piece of her like actual body is her foot which was as you've mentioned still in you know the Boot that she was definitely wearing now, so the premise for them uh, arriving uh, to Panama, to the small town of Boquete, where they initially, um, you know, went on the pianista trail and subsequently, you know, disappeared, um they were they just finished their studies and they were they decided to go to panama for six weeks now two of those weeks were spent actually as we can see like currently in these pictures i think this is bocos del toro if i'm not mistaken and they're just you know hanging out and having fun a lot of dutch people were there as well so it's not like they were all alone and as you can see right now they're with some other man on a table playing cards now uh this is the area where they spent 2 weeks of their vacation and nothing strange happened here at least i don't think anything strange happened during this time however after those 2 weeks they arrived to the to the little town of Boquet or Boquete and just for general reference i think i want to stop this uh compilation of pics just for a few seconds and jump to the google earth and i'll actually want uh, maybe you will have something to add here. So apparently, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they actually... And, you know, they were from the Netherlands. So there are they, are... they were from, like, you know, a Northern European country, you could say. And they flown all the way to to... If I'm not mistaken, to Houston. But I could be mistaken here. And then they flew to San Jose, where I believe... Uh, San Jose is the capital of Panama. And I believe they took a bus to Bocos del Toro. And I think they spent some time on Colon Island. Now, pardon me if if I've gotten some of these initial travel, uh, you know, developments incorrectly to some extent, but they they definitely did end up going to Boquete. And Boquete was uh, a smaller town, and the premise was that they were going to teach... Uh, I believe teach some uh, teach the kids maybe a language but they definitely wanted to learn Spanish themselves so um, before I actually go to what the, the events that went down uh, anything you want to add before I do that
1: I mean I, I will say that Dutch are well known for their language skills um, because it's part of Europe that it's kind of adjacent to a lot of other countries, I mean, let's face it, Europeans in general are, are known for knowing multiple languages. But my experience has been that um, Dutch people specifically, because I guess Dutch is like a weird and difficult language that shares, um, you know, German language roots with obviously modern German and English. Um, not only do they have an advantage with those two languages in a way that um, doesn't really work the opposite like for me to learn dutch is not as easy as it is for them to learn english but it just i don't know the, almost all the dutch people i've ever met including uh also people i haven't met like those famous a- actors like rucker hauer who literally came here and to the united states and learned english like from scratch and can speak it amazingly but i had a co-worker at a company i thought she was from here I mean, when she told me that she she had just recently immigrated immigrated in the past couple of years, and she spoke not just accentless, accentlessly, accentless. I'll get it yeah. out, accentless English, but like American English, if it makes sense. Like, just yeah, it was pretty amazing. So I guess it, it, maybe they were hoping that they could share uh, sort of their national talent with the world. I guess what I wasn't clear of because I know I. In previous episodes full disclosure anyone that's listened to our other episodes at some point i was kind of felt like maybe what's the word that they were like a little they had made some assumptions maybe coming there that there was just going to be a job there and that's where i'm not clear like did they actually have a job lined up for them
0: yeah so I was about to get into that as well so it's a good yeah. point that you've mentioned that by the way uh, and another interesting fact we don't we back when we did um, those episodes back in the day for everyone who's on our YouTube channel we didn't really have the Google street view, but now we do uh, because you know it's pretty recent uh, people are wearing masks and things like that um, but and it's like some sort of uh Walmart street view you know what I mean it's not the best quality here for sure but what I will say is that Bokete seems a lot more lively than I initially had expected so you know that's something to think about it you know it's not like it's a super rural town I mean it looks like things are happening even though you know Bokete is literally in the middle of the country so you know it's not like they're in a super great location Uh, you know, in terms of uh, communication and things like that. So let me just go back really quickly to the slideshow and yeah, I think we should definitely continue on. Um, So... Right, after arriving in Boquete, the girls were supposed to start volunteering at the local chir- children's school, and this was on Monday, 31st of March. However, upon arrival, and perhaps due to a mishap, they were quickly informed they could not start work that weekend as planned. Let me just. Uh see if the slideshow could start playing so yeah um now this was of great disappointment as a result chris and lisanne set out uh, to plan other activities to fill their time and the newfound freedom one of these plans included a hike to the nearby Pianissa trail among others now the girls had researched the trail and decided to undertake the hike on april 1st um they were going to like a masseuse Uh, named Sigrid, who was Dutch as well, and uh, this masseuse Sigrid, which, you know, this is something that we have not mentioned on our previous episode, so uh, another clarification. Uh, She told, uh, you know, the investigation that the girls were very excited and talked to her with enthusiasm Uh, about the following day's activity you know Um, now one thing to mention here is that it's definitely a pretty dangerous trip to undertake if you're ill equipped uh, with water for say and maybe wearing you know inadequate clothing and you don't have like a guide um, helping you out on that trip now Uh, Speaking of guides, and this is, I think this guy is going to play a big role in this podcast. There is a local guide called Feliciano Gonzalez. I think we didn't mention his last name, but this is uh, his name the last time we talked about this case. But this is the same guy I sort of threw under the bus on episode number 71. So for everyone who wants to know of my grandiose theory uh, on, you know, what actually happened to the girls, which is you know, I'm not saying that that's, that theory is written in stone. It's definitely something that I could be debated upon. And, you know, I'm not really sure if I'm still following along with that theory, uh, because I did learn, you know, some more information about this case. But if anyone's interested, uh, you could go check out the ending of uh, episode number 71, where I talk about this guy. Uh, Now, this guy, why I say he plays a big role in the story, Feliciano Gonzalez, because he's literally everyone, everywhere. He's the same guy who was supposed to give them a tour, um, you know, on the next day, but then he went to their house. And I will, I'll want your opinion right here, dude, because I might forget to ask you later on the show. The Feliciano Gonzalez guy, okay, he books a tour, like the girls book a tour. With him for April second, but unfortunately, something wrong happens on April first. So you know, the they don't go to his, I guess, uh, office or his house or whatever. So he goes to their home, and from what I've gathered, he waits 90 minutes outside of their home until he finally uh, acquires the key to their room somehow and then opens the door to their room and doesn't find them. So, do you think it's not uh suspicious that, you know, he's just a guide? Why is he so invested in waiting 90 minutes outside for the girls to come out? And also, he's the same dude who later on, finds the bones, I believe both uh, Lis- uh, both uh, Lisanne's foot and Chris Kremer's pelvic bones, when literally major task forces were spending like many hours on the search during day and the night with sniffer dogs and all that, a month and a half later, or somewhere around two months, He's the same dude who finds the bones. Well, he was part of a group of six who initially go down and find the bones. but don't you think that's a little bit suspicious how this guy's literally everywhere in in regards to this case?
1: I mean, yeah, no, uh I'll devil's advocate i'll play i'll play I'll pretend like I'm his defense attorney. so um, I'll say that the money from foreign tourists is good. And um, for various reasons, he might be used to people kind of being late on stuff, both tourists and locals. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of keep, keeping myself from saying other stuff about, um, you know, like maybe cultural or gender attitudes about time or people taking a long time to get ready. Um, I don't know. I feel like my wife takes a long time to get ready. So uh, so maybe <laughs> maybe his own wife takes 90 minutes to get ready for stuff so that's one thing and then the other thing is um in terms of yeah him being the one that found the stuff well uh yeah true enough there were a lot of people looking it seems a little more than a little suspicious but then he's also the person spending the most time in that area if that makes sense so those people they look once twice three times He's up there like I don't know every other day or something, and he's up around the area. So I guess I will see if there was any. You know I, what I mean? I just
0: want to say it makes sense in that sense, definitely. But what about the locals? You know, I know the the local woman, Nagobi woman. Uh, you know, brings back the backpack, and I think, you know, we talked a little bit in previous episodes how we found the backpack to to be a a cause of suspicion for us uh, in the sense that. It was turned up only after the reward money of $30,000, I believe, was placed. But it, it didn't turn up, like, literally the next day. It still turned up, like, over a month in advance. But it also didn't turn up, you know, before the money was offered. So, Well, the, so that's yeah. a good...
1: Yeah, let me add on to that. Okay. I think that's perfect. What if it is, then? then, that, like, the locals... You know, like the local natives. What if they're nervous about even being connected to it? So maybe that guy gets to be kind of like the oh, look what I found, but really like someone else found it and they told him. They're like, look, I don't really want to get involved. That was one thing I wanted to research ahead, or maybe it might be good for a follow up. Is I was really curious about what kind of illicit activities go in that area. I mean, obviously, anywhere between South America and here is a drug. Transshipment route, but some some areas some routes are a lot more likely than others. I don't know that like those mountains are really the best way to get, let's say, illicit substances up to the United States. It may be places where things are grown, but it's not going to be like you know. I mean, it's going to be there's only a couple different things that can be grown up there, and I don't know that it's ultimately worth anyone's time. But obviously, there's always some kind of illicit activity. So part of what I was wondering about and this will relate specifically to some of the things that this guide has said and maybe why our user comments seem to be so suspicious of him. It makes me wonder sometimes if maybe he was covering or helping other people cover for other things. So sometimes my suspicion of him isn't really him so much as like who he's friends with or like, and it doesn't even have to be insidious. It could be like, literally there's just, imagine this. We've talked about this before. Sometimes the worst thing that can happen to like an organized crim- criminal enterprise or anything that people don't want to find out about is some poor person falling victim accidentally to something in the area, right? Like you don't want people looking over here and then like, oh, this person got lost right next to your, you know, illicit operation. And, and now all the cops are looking in all the bushes and you're like, geez, like what can we do to find this person faster so they don't get in our business?
0: Exactly, man. Uh, and that's a good thing that you've just mentioned this information because I think we will definitely be returning to the guide still in this episode, especially uh, when we're going to be reviewing the comments because a lot of people are like sort of leaning towards that maybe Feliciano Gonzalez has something to do with it. Also, there's an interesting review left about him on one of the, I guess, uh, Yelp type of a site but it's not yelp it's for like tourism something like that we'll we'll definitely talk about it later on in the show if we still have the time but now uh, as the slideshow was continuing it's a good point to actually stop here because this is picture 508 let's remember that 509 was the picture that was missing and i want to talk a little bit about that as well uh today so before we do that i think this is a, a good time p- stop at this picture just for a few seconds i do believe this is the last picture but man i remember on one of these episodes getting really messed up and really not being sure if that was the last picture but since you know in the slideshow we are already getting these Mm -hmm. nighttime pictures i would assume that juan wouldn't like sort of uh (laughs) you know for some reason not make this the last picture so uh, if this is 508 and I'm sure I could find this information but just for time's sake let's just uh, first let's just uh, say that this is 508 let's remember that picture 509 is missing and the next uh, picture in the timeline is already of the nighttime pictures now I don't think this is actually 510 this is just one of the more interesting pictures of the nighttime pictures Uh, which there was around 80 in total, taken, I believe, eight days after 508 was taken. But the interesting point is that 509 is missing. So let's just quickly uh, go through the rest of the story, and then I think we could definitely jump to the theories finally. So um, this is still April 1st, and I believe this is the last picture and uh, from the timestamps uh, that were found in the information of the photos metadata which was actually contested by a lot of uh, internet Um, photograph experts stating that there is a high chance that maybe uh, these pictures, the metadata in these pictures were definitely, uh, you know, tampered with, but maybe not even uh, on purpose. Well, some of it may have been done on purpose, and I think if we still have the time, we might end up talking about it today. Uh, But uh, the interesting point is that maybe these pictures were showing times uh, not... Correctly, maybe because some people think that maybe these pictures were showing uh, the the timestamps on these pictures were two hours in advance of the actual time. But le- just for for the sake of uh, trying to keep it as as you know legitimate as possible, let's just go with the official story because that has never been proved to my understanding. So uh, this picture, if it is actually five oh eight uh then it has been taken on 1:54 p.m. on April 1st so you know just at the time right after noon and you know uh 2 hours after this picture was taken we already have the phone Uh, the phones of the two girls making activity indicating that something bad had happened two hours after this picture was taken or maybe if this is not the last picture maybe you know the picture that was the last one two after hours after that the calls are immediately coming in now uh, let's remember that chris kremers the woman seen in this particular picture had an iphone and then you know Lesan had that samsung phone so apparently uh chris is uh, chris is the first one to call for help or allegedly chris if chris is still using the phone if you know what i mean because uh, her phone calls 112 at four thirty nine p.m and 112 is actually not uh, you know, the official emergency number for Panama. But apparently if you call 112, uh, it will still like direct you to like the emergency services somehow. So we talked about that on previous episodes. Let's not stop here for too long. But then uh, uh phone, you know, goes off 12 minutes after that, which would be four fifty. 1 p.m. and she also calls apparently she calls if she's using the phone if you know what I mean uh, 112 as well so uh, dude without stopping here for too long I want to quickly go through the timeline but I really want to ask you for your opinion here because I will forget what do you think may have happened like if for say this is episode, this is picture 508 what do you think may have happened in the two hours following this picture that the girls are already calling for help, but they're only calling once. They're only doing a call each. And apparently the calls don't go through or something like that, but they never call for the second time either of them on that day. More calls will only come in the following days, but something happens to them in the two hours after this picture. They call for help, but only once. So your thoughts, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they were dealing with some kind of, I'm guessing, medical emergency and something that was taking up a lot of their time. And maybe they were still mobile. So they go, you know, they, I mean, if they were smart, they would say, well, they would say, let's try the phone. They try it. And they're like, oh, we can't get any reception. Maybe we have to try to get higher.
0: But yeah, but let's say they do get up higher. But it never make the second calls you know what i mean like don't you think yeah. that maybe okay so, yeah i think i may know what you might say so in advance yeah. uh Are you going to say that maybe they're immobilized and can barely move and are in no position to get up any higher and in the back of their heads are like, okay, so we're not going to get reception here. So no point of uh, calling for the second time because one of us or both of us are immobile and we cannot get to higher ground. Is this what you may be entailing?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good one. Or I would say even, you know, without even being that logical, just that something got a lot worse. So then they're they're busy. They're too busy either trying to do medical aid or, like, they're both in pain or something's going on that, that it's taking up their resources where they're not. You know, what I mean, like yeah. like you're trying to put out the
0: fire, exactly, metaphorically uh, speaking. Without yeah without angering some of the people who are listening to this podcast, hopefully I still made it in time. Uh, <laughs> Don't what, worry. We,
1: I'm sure we've got people screaming at, at the, well, the screen I, already, right? <laughs> I want to
0: I wanna correct that. Uh, dude, what are your opinions on potentially the phones already not being in their possession? Because this is a big theory here that maybe at this point, the phones are no longer in their possessions. Now, for me... Uh, I just want to get a possible logical explanation of uh, someone having acquired their phones through dubious means and making a like an attempt to call the uh, the authorities now I will say it makes sense in a, in a in a say in a way that if the phones no longer belong to the girls at this point but I don't know if they're alive or they're dead at that point maybe they have been like killed already by you know per- perps but would it make sense for a perpetrator or perpetrators to just red make a few red hearings a few phone calls Do, what are your opinions uh, in terms of that
1: I mean my opinion is no my opinion is You don't, that they don't plan that far ahead, that they're playing, like, I I don't see any reason, I've never heard of that ever happening, of someone doing some kind of, like, kidnapping crime like this, or, you know, assault, or... Some other kind of abduction or you know planned crime like that, like everyone's thinking. I've never heard of them calling the cops on themselves. Yeah. Or trying, you know, or, or like pretending to call the cops. I mean, on
0: that's themselves. dude. That's perfectly rational to think that way. I definitely agree that if that was the case, it's super unusual, highly unusual. And let's remember that if the girls are are making these calls two hours after their last picture was taken. Um sure they could have still been killed by someone later on it doesn't have to happen on the day one Um, i think for me personally maybe even a more logical way of thinking about the perpetrator theory is thinking that maybe someone killed them if that had happened obviously later on into their struggles when they're immobile and weak and tired and very hungry I think that's when, you know, a perpetrator would pounce on them, uh, per se. Now, let's move to the following day, because I still want to go through these days, and then let's quickly jump to the theories. Oh yeah, so we're just at like the half an hour point, I think we're still on track. So let's keep going. Um, April 2nd, the following day, uh, Feliciano, you know, the same tour guide, uh, he was supposed to take the girls on a tour at 8am in the morning, but... The girls don't show up, but what happened previously to eight a m on April second well actually both no just les uh, pardon me, just Lessan's phone in the in the early in the early morning hours of six uh, fifty eight a m so almost seven a m attempted to call one one two so let's imagine if Guide Feliciano had something to do with the girls. Um, well, we don't know what Feliciano was actually doing at eight a.m., but we know that we know that he was uh, in the girl's room at nine a.m., and we know that the phone, at least Lisanna's phone, was active at seven a.m. So, you, do you see where I'm getting at? At it with here that maybe, if, for say, Feliciano, you know, had something to do with the girls uh, disappearance, um, and he was making the fake phone calls on himself, oh, okay, maybe it makes sense, but the, the, the phones, they didn't, uh, get any connection, so he would have had to be calling from somewhere where he didn't have any connection and then later on somehow, uh, package the phone in the backpack and just leave it in the rice field where the Gobi woman would later on find it, I mean... It it feels like, to me, it's a really big stretch that Feliciano had somehow acquired the phones at that particular, you know, point in time because just time-wise, it doesn't make sense. But, you know, let's just go through the timeline. Um, So Feliciano obtains the keys to the room at 9 a.m., barges in, doesn't see the girls. Um, Now, 11 a.m., a little bit before 11 a.m., Lisanne tries to call again apparently Lissanne, we don't know who's using the phone. Um, you know, then at 2 p.m. LeSan's phone is once again uh trying to uh call uh the emergency and now this is the interesting part because that uh, you know third call from LeSan's Samsung on April 2nd actually connects with with like a reception or something like that for 1 to 2 seconds but then it you know loses connection um for 13 p.m we have an earthquake happening in the region which is something i've never heard about um also uh 6 14 p.m chris's phone tries to call 112 and a screenshot is taken so you know, I don't know what to make of that, a screenshot is now taken, uh, whatever, um, you know, at in the evening, uh, I guess, the staff member of the Spanish school uh, that the girls were supposed to attend, uh, and as well as the guide Feliciano, go to the police station, and apparently both this staff member named Aileen and Feliciano, they visit the police station at 9 30 pm, and apparently they are the ones who declare the girls missing. So, once again, Feliciano is literally everywhere, but I guess in this sense it makes sense. I don't want to cast any more suspicion on, on the man. I will say uh, one thing that I forgot to mention earlier on the show to correct myself. I remember the dog blue uh, that's apparently. Uh, was the one who you know went with the girls on this track and things like that well why and if we go through the pictures right dude let's take a look at the pictures why isn't he literally captured anywhere like there's no sign of blue and the girls were literally taking pictures all over the place so to me it's like Why didn't uh, blue appear in any of these pictures? So that's one of the things I wanted to correct. So, without before I go further on the timeline, um, you want to add anything to there? I know it's like a super random point in the timeline to mention, but it came up a lot though. Yeah, yeah. everyone's
1: like, Well, the dog blue is like acting like the dog had a freaking job as sentry. I mean, I get it because I have been places. Where dogs are a part of the landscape, like the Grand Canyons, like that. At least when I went a long time ago in the 90s, dogs would literally be up and down the trail, and you're like, "What are they doing? What are they like?" A dog came out of nowhere. The dog, you're miles away from anywhere, and these dogs are going back and forth. And it turned out, like, "Oh no, they they're actually like that is actually their job, to go back and forth between the town and like the the trailhead, and like they actually help herd the burros and stuff like that." But yeah, no, it, it, you're right. The friggin' drug's not in any of the pictures, so exactly, man. He was he was missing an action.
0: Exactly, so that's one thing I wanted to mention. Okay, so let's move to April third. Now, uh, in the early morning hours, um, Chris's iPhone tries to call nine one one. Then I see that uh, during the day, Cineproc started searching by air with helicopters to scour the area. Uh, so this is, you know, on April 3rd, so two days into their disappearance. Um, the guide Feliciano also starts searching on the trail and the path after the summit. Uh, so he starts searching for the girls. He doesn't find any trace of the girls and he doesn't even find any footprints, which was apparently a, an odd situation for him and everyone else. Now, uh, on one fifty p.m., so a little bit uh, after noon, Um, Samsung was turned on, but no emergency call was made. So this is the situation where no calls are being made anymore. And I think the girls are maybe just turning on if the girls are using the phone still, or whoever is using the phones. Maybe uh, now the phones are only being used to see if reception is, you know, present and whatnot. So we have 4 p.m. Um, you know, the same thing happens with chris's iphone 4 p.m iphone was turned on no emergency call attempt and then 19 minutes after that for 19 p.m in the evening or you know shortly before the evening began uh LaSalle's Samsung was turned on once again. Let's move to April 4th right now. So the first thing that of interest uh to mention about April 4th that this is the first day into the disappearance where LeSans Samsung is no longer being used but let's jump to what Chris's iPhone is doing on April 4th. So uh 10 16 a.m. iPhone is turned on, no emergency call attempt. So once again, we could, uh, I guess, speculate a little bit that maybe, uh, you know, Chris or whoever is using her phone maybe have checked for reception. Now, let's uh, jump to what's actually happening during the day. So, on April 4th, Lisanne's brother, uncle, and the friend actually arrive in Bochete to help with the search, and helicopters fly over the jungle north of Bochete. Volunteers search on the ground in the area of the pipeline, lost waterfalls, and Questel Trail. And then, you know, 1 42 p.m on april 4th this is the last thing of note that happened on april 4th uh, once again uh, the iphone was turned on but no emergency call was attempted now april 5th is probably i would say if not the most interesting uh day of the whole uh disappearance it's probably in the you know one of the more interesting ones so uh early in the evening iPhone of Chris was turned on, no emergency call attempt was made. So, you know, a pretty regular occurrence at that particular point in time. But let's see what happens earlier in the morning, like at 4.50 a.m. So this is still like the night. This is not even the morning. Uh, Samsung, uh, Lissans Samsung was turned on, but no emergency phone call was made. But... An hour later at 5.56 am, the Samsung was turned on again, no emergency call was attempted, but the battery got exhausted and the phone never turned on ever again, so this is a time when you know, Lisanne's phone starts missing. Uh, is dead, I'm sorry. But now, let's jump to what happens during the day. So, uh, other local guides start searching the area around Boquete. Volunteer teams continue searching throughout the weekend. Two helicopters fly over the area once again. 40 volunteers also help search on the ground. However, poor weather conditions hamper the search. Native and indigenous villagers who live around the Pianista area and beyond are shown photos of the missing girls to aid in the process. But this is not the most interesting part of April 5th. The most interesting part of April 5th, and let's remember, um, Chris's... Okay, LeSans Samsung dies, but then Chris's iPhone... Was being entered with an incorrect pin from now on, and was never unlocked ever again. Obviously, you could still call emergency with uh, emergency uh, services without opening the phone, because you know back with I think it was an iPhone iPhone 4 or something like that. There was like a little button to call emergency even without having to unlock the f- actual phone. But now this is where I want a little bit of your input, dude. Um, so this is happening at 1.37 p.m. the first time that then, you know, when uh, Chris's iPhone is being used, but it can't be unlocked. So, isn't, like, I don't know, doesn't this seem like quite the, uh it, doesn't it seem like quite a convenient time for LeSans Samsung to die And then apparently maybe even Chris Kremers dying as well. Because we would sort of think that maybe Chris Kremers dies, you know, like physically, is no longer alive. And then Lisanne takes over her iPhone, but then can't get the correct pin to open. This is quite the the circumstances, don't you think? Like everything just falls into place quite well.
1: Yeah, I mean... But maybe that's you know that's why it is happening the way it's happening like it's kind of a chicken and egg thing right because maybe with if that isn't happening then somebody isn't trying the phone and getting things wrong if that makes sense but yeah, maybe it's also yeah. where, where you're getting more desperate where you're like, oh my god like like this is yeah is not getting better yeah
0: exactly no it makes sense dude it definitely makes sense now uh, let's go to april 6th the following day uh cineproc officially starts searching the area on the ground uh we have uh you know on two occasions uh chris kramer's iphone being turned on uh but uh it it fails to be turned on because there is no pin entered correctly. So this happens at 10.26 p.m. Uh, I think they were supposed to say a.m. here. So the timeline got choppy here. Uh, and one thirty-seven p.m. So, you know, around midday two times. Uh, now let's jump... To Oh, no, yeah, 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 exactly. Now, let's jump to what happened from April 7th to April 10th, because a lot of interesting things will start happening here. Um, now, from April 7th to April 10th, no one uses the phone anymore, which is crazy. The phone has been used, you know, every day, one of the phones at least. But now for a three-day period from the 7th to the 10th, the phones are no longer being used, but uh, we have that on the 7th uh, Cineproc and Seafront spend nights in search areas. Uh, so, you know, people are searching for the girls at night. Now, April 8th, and this is the time when we could start the slideshow again. April 8th where, is where things really start to take a creepy uh, theme. You know, we are looking at the pictures that were taken on the camera on April 8th. So, I don't know what to make of these pictures. I think we'll have to return to them shortly. Uh, You know, uh, April 9th, Cineproc start using sniffer dogs. Uh, April 11th, uh, iPhone was used for the last time uh, with an incorrect... In, but then, sh- around the, the midday afternoon of April 11th, um, you know, the iPhone dies. Uh, the Cineproc and Seafront uh, are still searching the area. And this is pretty much like the initial disappearance where we probably believe that, you know, if uh, we go along with the, you know, uh, general theory that was uh, produced by Panamanian government as well as the Netherlands government, this is the time when, you know, either most likely Lisanne uh, is what the officials assume dies shortly as well, because, uh, you know, the phone activity dies on April 11th and just in general without food or water. It's a stretch to st- still be alive or like ten days into the disappearance you know let alone any longer so I would say you know the officials probably assume that this is where Lasanne most likely dies as well but interesting uh, things happen in the following weeks and months and I'll just quickly breeze to them and, and we'll finally get to talk about the theories um, April 14th, so three days after that, uh, search for the girls is finally scaled down, the Cineproc stops searching on April 14th, local guide Plinio Montenegro flies over the area with Cineproc for the last time by helicopter, they didn't see anything, now on April 30th, so this is like, you know, the ending of April, and let's remember that the girls disappeared on April 1st, a thirty thousand dollar reward was was offered by the families. Now let's jump into apparently a month and a half in advance to June of June fourteenth. A backpack was handed in to authorities by a local indigenous Ngobi woman, the backpack was in pristine condition, it made no sense whatsoever, and the woman actually stated that she was in the same rice field the day before, and she didn't see the backpack there, but you know, on that day she saw the backpack, and she said that the backpack was definitely not there the day before, And, you know, we had stuff in the backpack, phones, passports, $82.40, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting stuff. Now, as I've said earlier, you know, maybe the fact that it was turned in only right now was maybe in the hopes of cashing in the $30,000 because, you know, you would probably trade $82.40 for the possibility of potentially obtaining $30,000. Um, let's leave it for now, uh, or maybe for this show, or for this episode in particular. Let's move uh, five days in advance. Lisanne's shoe and Chris' pelvic bones are found behind a tree near uh, a river stream. A team of six, including Feliciano, find these remains this area had previously been searched by rescue teams and they didn't find anything but feliciano all of a sudden starts finding stuff uh, chris's shoe found by feliciano and his team uh, chris jean shorts also found at a later date so it's pretty curious how all of these things are now turning up within a couple of days of each other you know like uh, the family offers 30 racks as a, as reward money now, all of a sudden, people are, you know, no no one's finding anything for a month and a half. And all of a sudden, on the same weeks like, we got the bones, we got the shoe, we got the backpack, you know. There's a lot of things that are turning up all of a sudden, if you know what I mean. Uh, now, let's move to the end of the month, uh, July 30th. More small bone fragments found by, guess who, Feliciano and his team once again. Now, let's jump to August 2nd. Um uh, another bone fragment from Chris rib bone is found i don't know who found this one because it's very important if if literally if Feliciano found every single bone that has been found i mean come on man but i don't think it says who found these bones so i don't know and then let's move to the 29th of august the last timestamp is that local villagers find more of the girls remains along the river the bones of a lower leg a small bone and a piece of skin from Lisanne that, you know, authorities later said the skin was tampered with. Let's leave it at that, dude. Finally, we're done with the timeline, dude. Your reactions?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this going over this and based on the comments and the feedback and even, like I said, other YouTubers, it's pretty fascinating when you look. It's almost more fascinating to watch how other people read the events and what they read into it, because I I mean, what's your feeling from my side? I feel like the consensus is about a third of the people think that, you know, they, they met some kind of death by just by, misadventure, you know, so like no, no like homicide or criminal conspiracy, but like they, they did something unwise and unfortunately, suffered because of it, and then the other two-thirds of the comments tend to be the opposite, that there was some kind of, like, criminal conspiracy or at least one offender. I mean, what what are your, your thoughts on that
0: yeah so basically i think um in regards to one third of it being an accident yeah you're correct probably but i will say that maybe there's another like let's say 10 to 15 percent of the people who are undecided at least in our comment sections who are like sort of just saying that maybe the girls were under prepared or maybe that you know they feel bad that's what what happened to them but in terms of the people with actual opinions i'd say there's definitely more people like by far more people leaning towards something you know bad happening to the girls um and i think this is a good time for us to go through the comments finally uh, and then you know maybe react to them because a lot of the theories will be part of the comments so it's going to be good for us to dissect them but one last thing before we jump i just want to quickly jump to that a website for TripAdvisor, it was TripAdvisor, of course. Um, so let me just quickly find the exact comment regarding Feliciano. So the first thing I want to mention about Feliciano is that he has amazing reviews. Like he has, I believe, 43 reviews in total and the 42 of them are excellent. And then one uh, review is poor. And then obviously the one that's poor is the most interesting to us, so let's, uh, so I wanna quickly read the, the, the one, the sole poor review of Feliciano, so, and it's been liked a lot actually, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, it it was written on July 24th, 2019, uh, and it says, it took me almost a year to finally post this review. I strongly recommend women to not hire Feliciano as your guide if you're by yourself. It's a big contrast if you look at the other reviews where Feliciano is described as a very nice person which he probably is for many people. I have to say he's very charming, funny and you can probably uh, and and you can probably as you will read in the other reviews have a great day with him. Did a walking tour with him. He's the guide that knows the area by heart. Not long after we left Uh, the subtly started oh yeah not uh, my apologies not longer not long after we left he subtly started to flirt with me and also touching me first my hand but also my arms shoulder and legs even after telling him many times to stop doing that he wears a big machete and suggest and suggested to chop off my legs. This, of course, was a joke, but still. He has an obsession for Northern European women and I felt very unsafe. It's a personal story, but google his name and you'll find, unfortunately, more stories like this about him and you know we all know what what this woman is referring to so uh dude your your uh opinions on the on, <laughs> the, on the on the on the soul Poor review yeah i
1: mean it's interesting that i guess just because it's the only review like that doesn't mean that it's not the only time that's no, right. That doesn't mean it's it's the only time that ever happened. I mean, it is possible as a creepo. Yes. I don't know. So so by that, but, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say is this is how he looks. So he's like an like an older individual. <laughs> I sort of <laughs> imagined him being ancient. younger.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, me too. Until I saw. So he actually came up today in some of my research, where it was like, oh, this is the same exact guide, and yeah, the, and then I looked. I was like, oh my god, he's he's an old man. Like, I, 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 for some reason, I don't know if, if, you, if it was the same for you. I In my head, I, I pictured some guy, like, in his 20s. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. this guy's, like, like about 40 years older than that. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean he's not a creepo, but it is interesting. I guess the one thing I would ask is that person, can you tell if that person who left the bad review, did they have any other reviews? I mean, is it possible that this is, like somebody that's kind of running with uh, the, you know, like, we've seen this before, people don't always post things in good faith or sometimes they try to jump on the narrative. Only is there one. any chance this is, yeah.
0: Only one review uh, and this person, I believe, is a level one like uh, advisor. Uh, so it's only one review, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a little suspect where, you know, I mean, and, and when did how long ago is the review
0: so it's on july of 2019 so you know
1: yeah i don't know i mean you know it is i mean it's interesting it's just i don't i can't put a lot of weight into it because like from my mind there's lots of people that love to write fictions you know once they know that they're sort of interested readers so like because because of what happened we're all going to read that review and there's people get off on that
0: exactly man i think this is a great point for us to go through the comments and i don't think we'll try to go through as many as as we possibly can so i would like to begin with the ones left on episode number 56 and i've got like these uh, that were the most interesting to me. So I'll just quickly read through them and, you know, hopefully as many as we can and and, and let's just react to them. I think this was the whole point of doing the show today. And I think this will definitely come back to this case. But um, for, for, you know, the fourth time that we're coming back, I think we should definitely uh, talk about what our, you know, audience members think of this case. So the first comes from a Russian user with like a Russian nickname. So I'm not going to pronounce it, even though I probably could, but probably very incorrectly. So I think they went through tourist trails and got to more wilder trail for locals. And after two hours, something happened to one of the girls, looks like to Chris. So Chris couldn't move, but alive. So Lisan couldn't leave her to try to find the network or get back. They thought they will be found by rescue team and just have to survive until then, but at... 8 uh, april chris died for some reason lisanne couldn't use her phone to use gps didn't know pin on chris phone and after a week without food she didn't have energy physical and mental to go back to the trail so she died too the, the question is why rescue group is so messed up that they look in a lot of places but not in a routes that connected to tourist trail lp pianista taxi driver left them there they must be some other people that saw them they were two hours away from pianista trail for 10 days wtf basically in other comments will have better grammar I, I, I promise but also i mean this is a russian native so you can't really expect all like him to have perfect english so i think initially what this person is saying that maybe um, you know, I think this is like the injury uh, theory, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, this person's saying a lot of stuff, but yeah, it is the injury theory, and sort of like you said, some some criticism of the the efforts. I mean, to that person's question, though, there were actually a couple of different people who did see them on their way up the trail. Yeah, if that's what they're saying. Yeah, no, there was there was like. This came up in one of the videos today I was looking at was that they did confirm that like somebody was like they were on the trail. That So another guide was showing this one reporter from um, this one Dutch reporter. And they're like, yeah, like, like just see that house over there. Like that person saw them.
0: Yeah you know
1: yeah. and it was pointing from the trail so exactly,
0: yeah. uh, let's move on uh, now there's Mark Allen commenting to a response from some other person but I, only his like reply I found interesting he says I agree with you a lot of people are not making much sense saying bleach 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 referring to the bleached pelvis bones of Chris Kremers maybe it was some sort of a ritual and he doesn't think that's the case he thinks that is BS uh, that girl's pelvis was boiled in a pot there's some serious high caliber evil that happened to the two girls they were taken advantage of when they got to the point where they were hungry hurt and weak that's when they had a dozen bad things happen to them and bones scattered a mile apart and heads are missing come on A blind deaf person could see these girls were accosted by some bad dark people. They were abused, tortured, cannibalized. Rolled up skin found? Question marks. This isn't an accidental situation. These girls were stalked and held captive. And I'm not going to be graphic. Well, (laughs) you sort of have been, dude. Just use the worst imaginary nightmare possible. And what is the bottom right corner of the blonde's blonde girl's picture there's something in the bottom right hand corner of the picture of the blonde i um, not really sure which one uh, this man is referring to but we have later on comments that i want to actually link up to the pictures that we can see from juan's compilation so let's just move past this just for time's sake uh, i think you know we all know what we feel about this guy maybe he's like a little bit Too invested emotionally into this, but I respect the emotions for sure. Now let's uh, jump to another one. Comment from Chris with ultras speculation: If some poor opportunist killer did kill them and took those American dollars, someone would suspect him. Like, dude, where did you get this amount of money? Eighty dollars is like over one year's salary for most people in Panama. And then if police heard some random poor guy having large amount of dollars. Callers, they would interrogate and link him there's also some tribes or rogues in the area or in the jungle but he would have taken everything so it's a weird case so your opinions dude uh do you think that it's weird that the locals did not take the 82 bucks maybe they were expecting 30 grand
1: i mean yeah i I remember when we when we've talked talked about in previous episodes I'm kind of on the fence because I don't I almost think it's more likely like I as much as like a maybe a city slicker like you and me would would try to play the long game I could see them being the opposite where they're just like you know I don't want any of that trouble I don't want any I, I don't even know that they wanted to become involved like yeah. I, I do think that maybe somebody found it. And they sat on it for a little while and that's why like everything was so pristine. By the way, let me let me ask one, one weird thing, because someone people always mention how, how clean the backpack was. The phones are in the backpack, right? That's how we how we got them.
0: Yeah, exactly. In the
1: back. And they're like everything this was supposedly like the whole idea is like all the water did all this damage. How do these things stay in such good shape? I kinda wondered, do you think it's possible that the phones I wonder, is this is just off the wall. I'd never even thought of this before until we went through it today. Could the phone, could the picture mode of the phone have been set off by like contact with water?
0: Because
1: um, they're not, they're not, they're not weatherproof phones, right? Like I don't even, I remember at one point they were trying to sell like, I think there are some. But
0: yeah, yeah, like you know I, I, mean? I know what you mean, but like what's, uh, yeah. Of course, I think a possibility is there, but what would that mean? I don't really understand what would that yeah, potentially mean. So,
1: so, like, I don't—I just keep on wondering: Is there any point where the phones maybe aren't actually being operated by a living person? So oh. there's always, you know, I mean? we, we we always look at this whole chain of photos afterwards, and this, But the I think photos that, that's came probably,
0: from the camera, so yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, oh, I see.
0: Yeah. So be,
1: well, maybe same same thing for the camera. Is the camera the kind of camera? Where the lens goes back and like, by the way, so I I have.
0: What about the Chris Chris Hairs uh, pictures? J- just that uh, that uh, yeah. fact, you know. That no, there's...
1: that's yeah. I mean, no, it's true. So I mean, there's there's stuff that kind of just. Distrib- I I always just wonder though. Yeah. How do we know that anybody was actually like, <laughs> at the wheel? That's, all that's a good things.
0: Dude, that's a good point. And actually going through the comments there. If we still have time, dude, we definitely are returning back to this case, because there's no time, dude, we're running out of time. But this, you know, I'm having a great time trying to figure out what happened. So if the if the audience members think that this is uh, good content, and you want us to go back here, because dude, there's so much comments, we're not going to be able to do them this week, but I definitely want to go go back here. Um, so let's go through some more comments dude this what you've just said will actually play into one of the comments if we don't have enough time this week maybe we return next week we'll see let's let's see what the feedback is from the audience uh, let's uh, jump to other comments now this was a heavily liked comment this case cries out for justice and to eradicate the huge amount of corruption within the panamanian authorities plus the most ugly and darkness crimes in that culture and this has 30 likes so that's why i want to you know respect this comment and ask for your opinion what does bobby gonzalez mean by this comment uh, stating that dark ugly and darkness that occurs in the panamanian culture is he referring to maybe the remember the 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 tribe that 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 uncover like uh, the investigators that uncovered that the tribe was killing its own members in panama and then there was a massive like grave do you think maybe bobby is referring to that
1: yeah maybe like that's a good one like it's almost like uh our version here in america would be when people pick on like you know kind of the 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 corners where there's an Sometimes things are not supervised well. Like, I don't know, like, like Appalachia. Have you ever seen the movie Deliverance? Maybe that's like... Mm, yeah. Kind of like the, Pan- the Panamanian version of Deliverance where, you know, you're away from central authority and maybe yeah. people get up to no good.
0: Exactly. I mean, just for the sake that it has so many likes, we have to respect it. Uh, another highly liked um, comment from Rogue Life. Uh, he says, or she says... This is just so bizarre, even if they fell and died. The whole case is mind blow- blowing. The pictures just blatantly scare me, to be honest. Finding the bones and backpack, I mean, WTF. I mean, I, I agree. Uh, another highly liked comment from Decay the Cake, 19 likes on this one. Isn't it strange they made just two calls in the first day? I mean, I would freak out with the idea of spending the night in nature and would make calls 10 times at least so dude without stopping for too long once again we have and a lot of likes so a lot of people think it's weird that they only called twice
1: yeah that that, that, i i agree with that because you know one of the the other youtubers i was watching and he was kind of proceeding along these assumptions that let's say they would be very logical and it's hard to, like, if they did, in fact, like, turn off the phones to preserve power, because, by the way, my phones from that era could barely last longer than a day. And then when you're out of range, you know, the phone will actually try harder to get in contact, so sometimes it'll actually, we have one of my phones, my legacy phones from almost around that area that era does that now, where it'll actually sometimes burn through the battery power more when you're like out of range or kind of in the edge of range yeah. because it's trying harder Makes to get connection. So yeah, I mean, part of me is like, does it seem plausible that they would even have the presence of mind if, like, let's suppose one of them fell and like broke her leg or her ankle and they're running out of water. And, and by the way, the other thing that's crazy is someone else pointed out the same person, actually, it gets cold at night. At those altitudes, so it's kind of amazing that they even made it so long. If indeed they lived, well, at least one of them lived yes. as long as. How you know, do you yeah, explain yeah, that?
0: How do you explain that? That's
1: odd. I mean, they did lose some altitude again. So, uh, the Dutch Dutch television video that I saw pointed out that like, it looks like you know when they kept on going, you know when they when they got to the top, and then they kept on going it looks like they may have lost some altitude again. So oh. maybe that was enough between that. And, you know, if you huddle up with somebody, yeah, you're, you your body warmth can help. But I mean, I think probably the most commented thing is it seems really weird that they did this, this trip, right. Mm. Because they didn't, I don't like, like you gave at the beginning of this, the show, you said like for them to do on this, do this trip based on like these, these advisories they had from, um, like locals, there were like three basic things you had to have and they had none of them. Like they didn't have the clothing, they didn't have the guy, they didn't have water. Exactly. And they they seemed to have done this like on a whim um, against their better judgment. Because as I understand it, Lazanne was actually some kind of like hiking and mountaineering enthusiast was what one source was saying so if that's um, true then, then yeah, that's but also
0: yeah. in respect to Lizan, and this was heavily speculated and juan i've seen his own uh, video where he talks about what he thinks of the case he finds it very speculative but there is a lot of people on the internet there are a lot of people who say that Lizanne was the one with asthma if you remember that uh, part of a uh, point of the story uh, but then, once again, uh, Chris Kremer's phone is being entered with incorrect pin codes. So it's like, okay, Lisanne had the asthma, so maybe she died first or had an accident. But then we also may think that she's using Chris's phone in attempts to unlock it. But why is she tries to unlock it for so many times if she knows that she can't unlock it? Um, you know, whatever. I think we could move past that. But yeah, dude, I mean... This is some excellent comments. And we have another one. Um uh, we responded uh on the channel to that comment to decaying cake. Uh, exactly, that's what's suspicious to me as well. Why the long pause? You know, why not make more phone calls on day one? And then decayed cake says and why they didn't take any photos of themselves in the daytime after first emergency call for 11 days, especially the first few days, telling them what happened. Both of them were keeping handwritten journals, and they took photos of their everyday activities, places, etc. Their camera didn't have battery issues. They could record a video on it. This is another excellent point from Decade Cake. What what do you make of that? Why not a single picture of themselves when they have been taking multiple pictures on the same day? Not a single picture anymore, man. Not one for 11 days. Yeah,
1: that was a common... It's not a a, a bad question. It's a very good question. The only thing I can think of is... and I'll take this from two different sources. So one is... (laughs) the movie the edge where (laughs) (laughs) by the way awesome movie uh alec alec Baldwin, anthony hopkins um they have they get kind of like stranded in the alaskan wilderness and have to survive it's a crazy good movie um with uh an awesome bear attack scene and this is like like not computer effects this is like real stuff but one of the things that the the it's based on a book written by Michael Crichton, and anyways, the, the Anthony Hopkins character insinuates that one of the reasons why people die is in the in the woods is shame, like they actually feel a lot of embarrassment in their situation. And I'll say that you know as much as that's fiction. When I did the Jared Negrete, sorry Jared Jared Negrete case, um, and then compared it to what happened to someone else in the exact same mountain. Almost exactly ten years later, it is interesting because in both cases it almost looks like people that are lost like that they do get embarrassed that like they're they're lost. Yeah. And I mean, maybe they don't want to admit to themselves that it, like this is it, Yeah, so but they're not really thinking, but it's strange, yeah, why wouldn't
0: it's, you, right? It's strange, I just, you know why I cut you off so quickly in, yeah. in regards to this uh, answer, because we did have, like, some comments uh, like, going at you again uh, s- saying that uh, they did make phone calls to 911, so they're sort of thinking that how are they ashamed to take pictures of themselves, but they're taking but they're calling that one but i do yeah. get it dude i do get it i do get no, a point no, it's, a, it's
1: a good yeah. it's a good counter now you're right i mean I, I i don't have a good answer for that i mean it, it's true right why wouldn't why wouldn't they do it yeah it's, it's also i mean it's also odd because like it's i was just thinking like in some ways this is such a weird case because it's one of the few times where we have like in a way we do have a video we have a video diary of what's going on and just they're not saying anything yeah. after like, you know, after everything goes wrong, they stop communicating. Like everything's like, oh, look, we're on a trip. Here we are taking pictures. Isn't this great? And then it all goes downhill. And it's like, could it have been that debilitating? Yeah. Could they have been that wrecked by what was going on? that exactly They're like, they couldn't no. even say, hey, we're, we're dying here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, what I've been thinking, maybe let's go through uh, episodes 56 comments and then literally if the if the interest is there, uh, maybe we could return for more comments and more things uh, next week because I was too optimistic to think that I was thinking that we won't have anything to talk about actually today, and and <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm like rushing here, so uh, I re- I would really like to return uh, to finish off this episode on I- on ninety two. So we'll see if the if the if the audience members uh, enjoy this, uh, and also leave your comments on this episode because on the next episode we would be talking about your your comments that you leave here. So you know uh, that's also a cool thing that could happen, so let's move through the comments uh this is a conversation from ken lee it begins ha exactly if you look at phone signal checks on chris's phone on april 4th to april 6th it's obvious these were scheduled checks as if someone was doing it during their late morning tea break and after lunch you know there's there's a point there um and then decayed cake is once again responding yes i think they were captured the first day not long after they made the first calls and whoever got them got their pass- passcodes uh, and made those calls to play with police and to make it look like they were lost in nature for 11 days also I think they encountered that guide guy probably referring to Feliciano again and he invited them to his coffee farm let's remember that Feliciano had like a farm in the middle of the jungle well it was not much of a jungle Juan made great length in his videos explaining that um, it was not a typical jungle it was like a forest you know it it was not a jungle Uh, apparently it was not as dangerous as a jungle it was more of a forest but still you know what I mean um Also, continuing on with the comment referring to Feliciano's coffee farm, it is said that he usually brings tourists to his farm, and exactly that's what we've seen in one of the pictures already uh, from the reviews. Uh, And girls were suspicious at first. That's why they made those only one call to possibly let the police know where they are. In case something happens, but later they didn't get any more chance to make calls. This is a great point. I will return to it shortly. Uh, The old guide, the guide who loves to give the thumbs up and a whole list of people related. Who knows who was involved, but I tend to agree with you on the woman being captured on April 1st. The old guide also literally barged into the room in which the women were staying the next day after they supposedly didn't turn up for a tour with him. Why was he, a total stranger, so concerned? Uh, We talked about uh, that last part, but one thing's very interesting here, Decay the Cake, now says that maybe there's a high chance that the girls were wait they were they weren't with Feliciano on April 1st so maybe Feliciano sort of okay so decade cake is ensuing insinuating that Feliciano somehow still finds them on April 1st even though they weren't supposed to do anything on april 1st together and then offers them a trip to his coffee house slash farm and that's when things get creepy and the girls tried calling the police once but then feliciano you know does something bad so (laughs) your opinions man i mean a, it's a it's a in my opinion pretty far-fetched but
1: yeah I mean everybody everybody saw them on the trail they see them alone. I mean I'll put that in the same bucket as you know I see I hear people say well the photos oh actually I think you have this lined up and maybe maybe I'll have to wait till our next episode but uh, or our follow up people saying that the photos were photoshopped.
0: Oh dude that's That for that
1: in sort of the same bucket. Yeah, yeah I we, know, we got like
0: comments. <laughs> we got comments dude. We definitely got comments like that, but I think they would come up on the next episode. So please guys, if you want to hear that because we're right now at 1 hour and 20 minutes. We'll probably be wrapping up. I'm not even sure if we're going to manage to go through the comments on 56. Uh, we're like 30% done, so I think we should uh, move forward. Another comment from Kalim B's Caldwell. If you go back to the picture of her hair towards the middle lower part, look through the few clearer strands and you can see her nostrils. If you look at pictures of her before, it's the same shape. Her hair was over her face, definitely creepy. Now I'm super glad that this comment came up because if this is the last thing that we're actually gonna look on the assets, then so be it because this is the one that I found very interesting. So um, this man, Callum Bees Caldwell is referring to the picture. Let me just quickly jump uh, to the picture to the particular picture that uh, he's referring to. So, wait. Let me just start the slideshow. Okay. So these are the this this picture right here. Obviously, dude. I know you know what I'm talking about. Like this is the picture of Chris's hair and. Now, what the the commenter said that he through like clearer strands, we apparently could see Chris's nostrils, which would indicate that the hair is over her face. now, what I think the the commenter meant is maybe this area if you can see, dude, can you see where I'm pointing
1: oh yeah that's, because. Yeah.
0: I just want to finish up and I'll ask for your uh, input. So basically these are the clearer strands and maybe this is one nostril and maybe somewhere here would be another nostril. So maybe that's what he meant that the hair was sort of over... uh, uh, Chris is is not lying um, on her face. Maybe Chris is looking straight into the camera. Maybe she's dead already and whoever's taking the picture is picturing Chris like, straight up, but her hair is over her head. Now, I don't think that's the case, personally. I just don't see it, but um, we won't get to those comments today, maybe uh, in the follow-up episode, but there are other people noticing, and, dude, I, I need you to look right now at this picture. Do you see this dark, more brownish hair on the right bottom corner? People believe... That this is Lisanne's here. And now if this is in truly in fact Lisanne's here, because this is this doesn't look like Chris's here. Maybe it's just the angle, maybe it's still Chris's here, but if this is not, and it's Lesans, then there are two possible scenarios. Lesan's the one who's taking the picture. Okay, three possible scenarios. Chris Kremers is taking a picture of her head, uh, probably of the back of her head, trying to see if, you know, she has some sort of an injury uh, while she's sort of laying next to Lissanne and Lissanne's hair just sort of gotten the shot. The second scenario, Lissanne is taking the picture of Chris's hair. Or this is the more sensational third scenario that we will probably won't get to. This uh, this week is people thinking that a third party is taking a picture. So neither Lisanne nor Chris is taking this picture, if you know what I mean. And the third party is already taking the picture. And just by accident or, you know, by, you know, just somehow uh, both girls here got into the shot. So your opinions on what I've just said.
1: I don't know what to make of this, this photo. It's such a weird photo. I mean, some people question the credibility of the photo itself. They're like, well, how is that hair so clean after, you know, X number of days in the jungle?
0: Exactly. Which is crazy. So like, this is eight days, yeah. by the way. Eight days into the thing.
1: I mean, she must have had the best hair ever. But, yeah, I mean, I'll say for the, the hair in her face thing... Um, have you ever gotten like someone's? I don't know if it's just me. I i kind of don't like having long hair in my face. Yeah. um I guess in this case, someone else's long hair in my face since my hair isn't that long. But it's like, it, you know, tickles my nose. It it's just sets it's off like a weird reflex. So I feel like if that was true, then maybe she's done. But it doesn't make sense. Like the hair is too high.
0: Also, it looks like a neck, in my, in my personal opinion, yeah. this doesn't um, necessarily look like a face and nostrils, for me personally, this looks like a, a neckline, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, it's like I said, it's so fascinating with these cases, because people, you know, it's just like the inkblot thing, people really project into it. I never even thought about that, that them being side by side, and someone taking a photo of somehow catching both of their hair into it. It does look kind of matted on that side though. Like I will say it is discolored and and I never really noticed that before. Like that, that exact area where you're pointing where it's dark well, just up from that. There's like some kind of like twisted looking strength. Yeah. Just right in that area, right? That, that kind of line right there. That almost does seem like, yeah, like that whole, that whole area it does look like it's getting all twisty and stuff, so.
0: Mm, what could that mean?
1: I, you know, anything though, right? It could be dirt. It could be like, you know, like you said, the jungle and the weather and and mud and everything else. But I think it, here's the other thing: is even then, I think camera photo. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I actually I, was this from the camp from the. From the camera or from the phone?
0: Uh, There are no pictures from the phones. Okay. It's all camera taken.
1: It's all camera. Yeah, I don't know. Because if it was a phone camera, I would be like, well, like, I know my phone sometimes makes stuff look way better than it is because of the algorithms, you know, that, that, like, get updated now on the the phone cameras. But, like, those, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, some of those those cameras have, like, easy modes. Yeah. crank up the saturation and stuff yeah it's just I mean it's weird yeah
0: it's To to put it lightly yeah let's go through a few more comments as I've said like this is <laughs> we still want to be some uh, somewhat time sensitive so let's uh let's see who what else we can find here so um yeah let me just quickly set it up Pedro Martins says, I believe they were kidnapped and kept somewhere in a cave or similar. They were the ones calling 911 probably when the captors were not around and they had a limited time to use the phones. Uh, Maybe one of them was not properly tied. That is the most logic explanation why so few calls were made in my opinion. I mean, it's a good opinion. It's self-explanatory. Let's jump to another one. Uh, We have a a quite liked... uh, comment from foxy white tip it's a a pretty cool name so they get an email confirming the volunteering on friday but monday they are turned away and then someone's asking who arranged this now i mean what's your take dude I, i i really found the whole them not being accepted to volunteer at the school thing pretty strange like like wouldn't you always want to have additional volunteers? And also, if they were accepted, they would still be alive at this point, most likely.
1: Yeah, this is, actually, let me let me uh, let me ask you again for clarification, so I can you know piss off someone else who will yell at me in the comments. Was it a volunteer? Or were they actually expecting to get paid, even though? I don't know that uh, I don't
0: uh, have the uh, the correct information but uh, I would definitely if I had to guess I would say it's definitely for free
1: okay cuz I mean let me just once again play devil's advocate a little bit pretend you're like a local Costa Rican who's gone to school and become like a language expert and then here are these like European tourists coming in to do your job for free
0: hmm I see you your know point. What I'm saying? i so I see your point yeah
1: yeah so wonder if it is possible that whoever was in charge of wherever they were gonna go was like oh yeah you know what like uh, Panama first mm. like like yeah this this, this is like uh, you know it, it's nice that these two young ladies want to come you know like play savior here and teach us and and but you know like like we actually have some some Panamanians who want to get paid for their work and like you're kind of like, yeah, you're not you're not helping the local economy by doing this as much as you have good intentions.
0: Okay, I mean you always find, I guess, ways to <laughs> ang- anger the, the the listeners because, dude, I like yeah, I mean it makes yeah. sense, but I, I can already see the, that one alone. I can already yeah, I see yeah. <laughs> well. Please guys, just go easy on Glenn, come on, like these are like excellent points at the end of the day, you know what I mean, like I wouldn't have thought about that. Uh, let's go to JetPathy who will make appearances and other uh, comments uh, from other videos. Uh, from what I understand there was also one passport in the backpack, a passport from Western Europe uh, or United States is worth thousands on the black market. And we replied that yep, that's a pretty valuable object, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, our Good man, jace one J, who's uh, an avid commenter, really cool guy, uh, says they said it likely isn't abduction because they'd be caught on the trail. Apparently, the trail was barren and devoid of killers long enough for those girls to be lost for days without being found. Yeah, it doesn't sit right with me. And then, you know, we response from Jerry Jerry when the parents of one of the girls went on the same trail, they even met locals with their animals. It's a popular trail and it's not so easy to get lost. So I think both of these um, commenters actually think that uh, it's pretty interesting how they got lost because apparently a lot of people are, uh, you know, walking through the trails. I think that's a good point, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, even the, in fact, and by the way, Hi to to Jason, Killer Jay, who's who's one of our, our best fans. Um, yeah, it, it and he, and he always has great comments. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I'll say the one thing that kind of didn't strike me right with the, the guide again, going back to the guide about that topic was about the trail. He was like, "Well, the trail is really, it's almost impossible to to get lost because like it's impossible to get off the trail without doing so intentionally." Exactly. And he, yeah. he was, like, really insistent of it. But then when you look at the trail, like, the, the, same, the same footage where the guy was, like, the other guide was, like, oh, look over there. There's a house of somebody who actually saw them on the trail. But then but then that same guide was, like, oh, yeah, but the, but it was, like, super slippery, super rocky. And it was into, like, really deep bush and trees and, you know, like, really thick jungle. And then, like, literally right to the side of them you could fall into a chasm. Yeah. You know what I mean? There wasn't any like, like guardrail. This is a mountain with like a mountain where your, your path up is like on these rain slicked stones that literally still have water running down them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe if you're like a mountain goat, like that old guide. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can walk up anything. You're not going to get lost, but I could see, I mean, by the way, one of those, the point where we're supposedly they were supposed to turn around it kind of looked the same forward and back. So this is the point where like her parents got to the top of that trail, you know, the summit and they're like, okay, well, this is where they were supposed to turn around and go back down again. And that should have been easy. And here's where they kept going. And I looked at it and I was like, eh, I don't know, you know, like if it's dark and you're kind of dehydrated and disoriented and maybe like, didn't they walk around a little bit and take some pictures? So it's like, yeah, maybe they, maybe they did get kind of confused or, yeah, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Mm, by the way, I really just you know on the side went through all the other comments and there there's just so many. I think we need like a dedicated episode to go through them. <laughs> to be honest, and then we also had like another theory that we wanted to talk about. Remember those two guys with uh, like in the water and things like that? Because I already see that this is gonna go out of hand, and this you know this is this is a crazy case. Um. How about we cut it here? And I it's not like I'm not enjoying this episode. Like this is literally the most fun episode like I've done, like I believe ever on the show. But I will say How about we see if the audience members want more of this? Because I don't want to make this like into three hours this week. You know what I mean? We could definitely make it into three hours if the audience wants to make it into three hours. But like, I don't want to force down this like intensive content because there's so much to talk about. So, uh, dude, what do you say? Do we check out if the audience uh, and the, the fans and the listeners want to see the second part of the discussion?
1: Yeah, man, I'm with you. Let's see what the feedback is so far and what we talked about. And let's let the users, the viewers, the fans actually pick, a, you know, is this more content they want? And we're not saying we have to do it back-to-back like this. This could be something we save for the next month. But I'm really curious to see how well this will be received.
0: Yeah, same here. I mean, this definitely uh... – like I was super optimistic we could get it done, but you know, I don't want this to be like a four hour episode, so <laughs> and there's so much to talk about actually uh yeah i I have like other theories I wanted to talk about um yeah, so let's see what the fans think. I mean, this has been a super different episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it um, so I guess we'll be signing out before this show gets out of hand this week. And definitely in the comments, please leave uh, your opinions. And Because if we do end up, uh, you know, doing the show once again uh, next week, then we will be like, you know, looking at your this week's comments. So it's like, you know what I mean? So by the way, for everyone who's watching this on the podcast apps, Our apologies if if it sounds weird because on the YouTube side, we are sort of showing stuff as well on the visual assets while we talk. So hopefully you guys are also enjoying it. Uh, Really glad that those numbers are growing on the podcast apps and more and more people are joining every week. So that's fantastic. So yeah, guys, this has been super fun. But without keeping this too long... Maybe because it doesn't have to be that long. Maybe you guys don't like this or something like that. We're signing out. We'll catch you next week. But what we will be doing will depend on your guys' reactions. So definitely stay tuned. And as always, have a good rest of the week and the weekend, whatever you're doing. I hope everyone's healthy and safe. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out.